This is the FM Evolution Podcast, brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, bringing you trends, innovations, and advancement of the facility management universe. Welcome to the Evolution. Here's Sean Black. What's up, guys? It's Sean Black at FM Evolution, and welcome to the show. I'm so excited to be having Josh Zolan on, the CEO of Windy City Equipment Services. And we're having him on again because, well, A, he was an awesome guest, but B, he has got an amazing book. It's called Blue is the New White, The Best Path to Success. No one told you about until now. And I read a book. It was a great read, really simple, uh, really impactful, and a great tool for people who are thinking about going into the trades or just have some more questions. Whether you are looking to become a plumber, a mechanic, an electrician, any kind of construction worker, this is a great book for you to pick up. And if you're if you're wanting someone else to uh, consider different options for their career path, this is a, another great tool. So stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss this. It's a great episode with Josh. Uh, but before that, here's a word from our sponsor. Did you know that CGP Maintenance and Construction Services are also commercial plumbers? They offer everything from clearing drains, camera work, and grease trap repairs to full repipes and dig-ups. So when your brand needs commercial plumbing, remember to call CGP. They're ready to be on-site 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. One call will do it all. Call them today at 858-454-7326 or on the web at cgpconstruction.com. Reach out today. Welcome to FM Evolution. I'm your host, Sean Black, and I'm here in the studio in Phoenix, Arizona with Josh Zolan. Josh, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. How you doing, Sean? It's good to, have, <laughs> good to be here, man, in my, in my home city and everything. You bet. Uh, I'm so excited uh, to be able to sit down with you in person. We uh, had a podcast, you know, on the uh, interweb last time, <laughs> and it was good. I really enjoyed it, but I always like doing it in person. And uh, I had to have you back. I had to because I wanted to talk about this book, the new uh, blue is the new white. This thing is awesome, man. Thank you. Congratulations I appreciate on this. It. Thank you very much. It was a great read. I liked it a lot. Um, it, uh, you know, it, it went really well. It, it was really easy to kind of go through and understand. Uh, and I think it's super, super rele- uh, relevant to what's going on right now in our industry. Um, but uh, I kind of want to go through what sparked uh, the birth of this. What happened? What, how did you get to this? <laughs> sure. So, you know, truth be told, the book didn't start off geared toward the high school demographic like, mm-hmm. like it is now. The book started off with me searching for talent searching for technicians that are so few and far between, you know, which is exactly what, what the book talks about, which is exactly what is at the forefront of the media right now in the skilled trades. And, you know, so it, it, we're, we're a quick growing company and it's just hard to find uh, the, the right technicians to facilitate that growth as quickly as it's happening. So initially, you know, it, it came, you know, it was a, uh, almost a document saying, hey, you know, come work for, for yeah. Windy City Equipment. We offer this, these wages and these benefits, and this is what we do to set ourselves apart. And then I got to thinking, well, number one, it's super selfish, you know, because I'm not solving any problems except for my own. But I will say it's super, super smart. So yeah. like, I, you I, know, it's a good idea. It, it really, but it, it, it was. And, and the more I thought about it, the more I thought, okay, well, I'm not doing really anything different than every other company out there. I mean, everybody's offering these wages, everybody's offering these benefits, you know, everybody that can. 
And so it got me thinking, <clears throat> excuse me, it got me thinking to, you know, about how great of a career it actually is and that, yeah. you know, kids especially, they're the ones, the, this next generation, they're the ones that are going to close this gap. But have to. Right. But the problem is that none of them know about it. You know, even when I was in high school, nobody mentioned the skilled trades to me. Yep. You know, and and so it wasn't that they necessarily talked bad about the trades. They just I just didn't know they existed. I mean, I knew what a plumber was. I knew what an electrician was, you know, but there was nothing available to me in high school, including, you know, the guidance counselors and and teachers uh, that was telling me, hey, this is a viable career path. So. Hence the the book then, you know, uh, kind of was born from that thought and, uh, you know, is written in a manner that um, obviously you've seen that can resonate with students yeah. and kids, but also with enough information so we can hand it to the people that actually influence them. And so those people can... It's, can, a, tool, it's a great tool for them. Exactly. Exactly. Great. Best I got in high school was uh, construction technology. <laughs> I had shop class. There you yeah. go. And I didn't. Was, I didn't even have a shop class. Yeah. Well, I mean, even that was like an uh, an ROP program. It was like an adult class. Oh, okay. We had it in, in San Diego, and, but all of that's gone. Yeah. They don't. They it doesn't exist. Anymore. No. You know, my kids have uh, robotics. <laughs> that's you know, <laughs> that's their new uh, their new trades. The next question should be yeah. who who fixes the robots? Who fixes the robots? <laughs> exactly. Well, man, I'm a, I'm inspired by this. Um, I'd love to see if you could cover kind of the pros and cons of of education, you know, of college versus trades. If you can kind of go speak to that, that would be awesome. Sure, yeah. So I talk about four different trajectories after high school in my book. Um, the first one being uh, the college route, which is the one everybody's most familiar with, yep. right? Everyone's, Everyone talks about it. Yeah, and, and they're most familiar because it's the most obvious measure of success these days. Is, yeah. Did you go to college? Where'd you go to college? Did you graduate? What kind of degree do you have? You know, all of that, you know, but the problem is, right, one, it costs an incredible amount of money. Huge amount. Um, and um, exactly, exactly. You know, I think to the tune of about a hundred thousand dollars over a four year career is average. And that's for everything, tuition, books, you know, room board, all it's of crazy. that, but it is, it's, it's a lot of money. And most people are taking out student loans for this or, you know, using their parents' money or whatever, whatever it may be. Whatever way you can do it at this point. Exactly. Yep. And so, you know, it's just the ROI is no longer there because uh, of the supply and demand that, um, you know, the colleges have, have created. These degrees are everywhere and, and for everything. So it's, uh, um, it, it just doesn't have the same ROI that it used to. Yep. So, you know, that's the first route. The second route is no, no, continued education at all which is not a route that i recommend to anybody nope. you know it's a good vibe no it's not gonna work no absolutely not you, you you have to continue learning yeah. you know in some capacity in some way shape or form you you must continue learning if you want to live whatever your definition of success okay, is 100%. yeah so you know and and without any continued education i mean it's just you're being lazy and that's it's that's really what it is, you know. And and uh, so you need to make that that extra effort, which brings me to the next uh, course, which is the military. I I can't speak uh, on a personal level about this because I've never been in the military. My you know I've had family that was in the military. I deeply deeply respect um, all uh, everyone who who serves this country and and everything. And I I think that the military can adequately. Uh, prepare anyone for the real world, um, even more so, you know, than than any other route. I agree. Um, I mean, it's a it is a 
it's a selfless choice. It is. It really is. And I think um, anyone who chooses that path is uh, both brave and, and I think it's an honorable thing to do. I We respected a lot the military. When I was growing up, I grew up in the Midwest. I mean, I was like, okay, military is it for me. I'm, I'm going, you know. Um, we came here on vacation and, well, I stayed. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, well, maybe I will go to the military. But I always, you know, always wanted to and I respect everyone that goes through that process. And, and I think with education, those guys, they have amazing programs, amazing yep. programs for people. But it's not the choice for everybody. No, of course not. You know, which leads me to the next choice, which is the skilled trades. Mm -hmm. You know, you have the opportunity to either become an apprentice right out of high school or uh, enter trade school, technical school, you know, which is a fraction of the cost of regular college yeah. and uh, a fraction of the time frame. I mean, I know yeah, you for- need to work very quickly. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. know that here in Phoenix, they think I think they have six and nine month courses to get yeah. your refrigeration certifications, you know, and, um, you know, so that that's an excellent option. Uh, obviously, that's what the entire book is about, the yeah. skilled trades, you know, and then uh, then from there you have sub options, like if you want to take the apprenticeship or trade school route and, um, you know, there's pros and cons to both. But uh, ultimately, the skilled trades can give you everything, uh, you know, that, that a lot of the other routes can give you at a fraction of the cost, you know, the ROI, again, back to that ROI, right? Such big it difference. just, it, it seems to pay. Employability. I mean, mm -hmm. you think you need a job? No problem. I mean, right now, we were talking about this earlier, that uh, the average age for a technician is 50 to 60. Mm -hmm. And we just had one of our technicians here, 65 years old. Yeah. And still going strong. Great, uh, amazing workers. But we need people coming into the trades. So if your option is, if you know, if you're getting out of college and you still can't get a job, which is happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, the trades is a, it's a super viable option, and you're going to make great money too. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I think uh, the latest statistic I read was twenty. I want to say twenty-seven percent of people actually have a job closely related to their major, <laughs> or directly related to their major. Yeah. Twenty-seven percent. It, it doesn't. It doesn't surprise me at all. Um. So one of the things I came up and I, I was reading through, and I want to get your thoughts on is what do you think about offering skilled trades in high schools? Mm -hmm. um, I think it's a wonderful idea. Uh, look, we already know that they took shop class out, which is basically I, the fundamentals I of skilled trades. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and I understand why it was done. I don't agree with it. I understand it, you know, but uh, they're limiting risk. Like everybody needs to limit risk yeah, even more these that. days and, you know, all of that. So I, I get it. I understand it. But why not replace it in a more practical setting? Why not teach the theory of refrigeration in physics? Why not, you know, teach the history of uh, the trades in, in, you know, history? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> why, why not? Why not? It's, it's there. Exactly. And, and you know, and if you have a philosophy class or something, the social dynamic that surrounds the perception of the trades and tradespeople, you know, there's a lot of information that can be intertwined into the curriculums without an additional cost or risk. Mm. That's actually really smart. I hadn't thought about it that way. If you're going to be teaching them anyway, might as well use that and kind of intertwine mm -hmm. everything. Uh, I know with my kids' school, they're doing that actually, but not with trades. Uh -huh. They're doing it. They're combining all these different ideas and putting it together, but uh, it's just, you know, I'm, I, 
it surprises me that no one thought about that. Yeah, that's a, that's a good. That's well, a good one, idea. what a, what better way uh, to regard the trades as a viable career option, just as a doctor, a lawyer, an accountant, or whatever kids are you know being pushed toward these days, than to openly talk about it. Yeah, I think it's a great, and uh, that's a great way of starting with it is high school. I think those kids are so um, impressionable right at that point, mm-hmm. and there's so much influence and and not every single person is meant to be a doctor mm-hmm. or a lawyer or a psychologist or whatever you know mm-hmm. that's going to require an eight-year degree you know um yeah but there's a lot of people who would i think my nephew for example is insanely uh, um just obsessed with blacksmithing and ironworking. <laughs> he just got out of high school that's awesome he has i mean uh and they actually had like a welding class and he was going through that uh, and he really wants to kind of study metallurgy, and he's just intrigued by it. Mm-hmm. I can't think that he's unique. I think there's a lot of other kids that are like that. They're just not wanting to go the college route. Yeah, absolutely. I was one of them. I didn't want so to go. I. <laughs> I didn't want to go the college route either. Yeah, I really didn't either. Um, what would you? What advice would you offer um, for choosing the right trade? Because I mean. There's a lot of different choices. Yes. There really, really is. Yeah. So, you know, that's uh, that's a tough one because there's so many. And and that's what, you know, the trades are, are so prevalent everywhere that mm-hmm. they're taken for granted. And and that's just the, the fact of the matter. I mean, look, even in this room, you know, you see the trades everywhere. This table, the walls, the ceiling yes. tiles, this floor, the carpet. You know, everything is a result of the trades. HVAC. HVAC, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, and the same can be said driving down the street, yep. you know, assuming you're not living in the woods somewhere, you know, as, yeah. a, as a mountain man or a Sherpa. But, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> even even then, you know, the trades literally manufacture the world as we see it today. Mm-hmm. So um, it makes it good and bad because there's so many options it can be hard to choose, but it also allows you to reverse engineer what you enjoy doing the most. So, you know, if you enjoy RC cars, let's just say, you know, for example, and, and you like building them and taking, taking them apart and, you know, manipulating the motor so it goes faster, whatever, you know, maybe look into being an electrician, a mechanic or, electrician. Or, or, or a mechanic, yeah. exactly. Or, you know, from a young age, if you love and I have always loved playing with Lincoln Logs, you know, yeah. a, a contractor, carpenter, you know, I mean, yep. architect, maybe, you know, I mean, it, you can transition, yeah. you know, so it's. There, the options are, are endless, so it can be difficult to narrow it down, but it's just a testament to how necessary and how viable of a career path it is. Even if you're good at uh, you know, logistics and, and understanding the whole black and white things, project management. Mm-hmm. I mean, Absolutely. there's completely a whole subject that you know when people think of trades they don't think of that side of it but you have to have it you have to and then you know you've got sales you've got uh like you said project management management entrepreneurship which is huge these days look when i came and here and and chose to work with my dad it wasn't because i loved you know getting greasy fixing fryers yeah it 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 wasn't but you know i wanted to be an entrepreneur i wanted to be responsible for something and and the trades have given me that you know one of my other uh, dreams was to stand up on stage you know with lights and people and all of that and you know that's why i started my career in hollywood but now i i took the path of the trades and i'm still doing that when i'm speaking you know Isn't so awesome you combine all of it. it it's wonderful yeah. and people just don't know that t- that type of opportunity exists you just make it yeah it's there it's there for the you know, taking it these is days. there yeah 
that's really important to kind of understand. I mean, you got to make your own path in this world. I mean, I believe so. And uh, trades, I think, gives that opportunity to a lot of people. And there's so many things you can do. Um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what it means to be successful for you and how that's changed over time. That yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. 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 So Does for me personally. Mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, so um, yeah, yeah. When when I was in high school, look, I'm not gonna lie. When I was in high school, I had the same dreams and aspirations that many many high schoolers do now. I wanted the briefcases full of cash. I wanted the mountain bluff <laughs> house, I, you know, with the walls uh, made of glass. You know, I wanted. Get out of my head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I wanted that 100 foot yacht. You know exactly. what I'm saying? But as you get older and as you as you go through life and you understand, you start to understand what's really important. Um, you know, you start to look past the money and you you start to look more at what that money can buy you yeah. you know so of course everyone still needs to make and, and wants to make a, a good living which the trades can provide Absolutely. but it's really what that what that money what that income can provide you and your family that that really what counts you do with it. exactly yeah. what you do with it so um, you know through the years I've learned to, to value uh, a lot of different things and and for me to consider myself successful um, I need a, a few different things in my life I need to uh, feel like I'm building something bigger than myself yeah I need to feel like I'm I'm looked up to or respected in some manner uh, yep. by people or my family and I'm not saying that I need to be respected by everybody there's some people right. out there that absolutely hate me and that's, no, that's fine okay. you know yeah. that's fine <laughs> Um, but I, I like to say, even if I can inspire, you know, one person, you know, a day is my goal, uh, that I'll, I'll have made a big enough impact on the world that I can feel comfortable calling it a success. I don't know if you've had this experience, but I have, uh, where you, there's someone you run into that you, that you were working with years ago and they're like, uh, Hey man, I, I how are you? I, I can't believe I, I'm so glad to see you. You changed my life so much. You're like, what? How? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you're like, no, no, no. You put me on this. You know, you told me this one time, and it just stuck in my head. And I, and I, you know, I took it to heart. And then I changed my whole entire uh, career path. I'm like, oh crap. But that's happened to me more than one time, and I'm sure that's happened to you. And, and when you're working with people. And you're, you're able to make that type of impact. That's just, to me, it's it's crazy. To me, that's what success is too, you know, mm -hmm. is making that type of impact on someone. Yeah. You just don't know you do it. Absolutely. And every single day, you're, people are doing it. Yep. It's crazy. You know, the trick is not to get frustrated when people don't listen. Right. <laughs> you well, know? And, and I, so I've recently come to terms with that too. There was a point in my life where I was very hard-headed and I thought I knew best, you know, and uh, I had to grow up a little bit to understand that I don't know best. You know, um, I think we all kind of had to go through that. Yeah, well, yeah. like Socrates says, right? It, the one thing I know is I know nothing. That's right, I know nothing. You yeah. know, so that's that's kind of my philosophy and my my take on success. I think that's really good, um, and I think that resonates with a with a lot of people out there. I know, as I'm 43, so as I'm growing up, you know, I still feel like I'm growing up. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, which is crazy because. Um, you know, I've, I've got three kids and a wife and a career, and but I still feel like every single day it's it's something where I'm still growing. And I think that success, and I think is just kind of that, that mindset of always growing and kind of keeping um, keeping young inside, you know? Yeah. For me, that's really important. Um, 
I want to talk a little bit about Katie. Yeah. You know, um, Katie, Katie came up in the book. And, um, you know, for those who don't know, I want you to kind of share her story if you could. Because sure. It, it touched... It touched me. Kiana was was very it was very touching. So if you mm-hmm. can talk about Katie, that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Katie um, is was my sister in law. Mm-hmm. Uh, she uh, she's my wife's sister. Um, they are, they're called Irish twins. They were eleven months apart. So yep. growing up, they were always uh, the best of friends. Well. In high school, they weren't the best of friends. But before that and after that, they were the best of friends. Nice. So they had a, a wonderful relationship. And, uh, you know, Katie had gone to school. She was an x-ray technician. Um, and uh, uh, she was 26, I believe it was, when she got married. And I want to say I, I misspoke in the book. I, I believe I said that they got married in October, but that's when I got married. They actually got married, okay. uh, I believe, a month earlier in oh. September. Um, pretty close. Yeah, pretty close, but I still felt bad about it. <laughs> but anyway, um, shortly after she got married, uh, she got sick with the flu, or at least we thought it was the flu. And I'll, I'll never forget that night uh, that we got the call because she was she was pretty sick. And, mm. you know, I was trying to wait, make my wife feel better. And I, I said something because Katie had gone to the hospital, um, you know, because she was throwing up really bad and, and stuff like that. And I had said something to... Um, my wife, like, hey, you know, just relax. This isn't Grey's Anatomy. Everything's going to be fine, right. yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. And so we went to bed that night and were woken up uh, somewhere around midnight, you know, saying that, hey, Katie's heart had stopped. They're doing chest compressions. Gosh. Yeah, I mean, it was just never, ever, ever want to experience anything like that again. That was terrifying and uh, heartbreaking. So later to find out, she had. Uh, contracted sepsis uh, you know for those that don't know sepsis is just basically it's uh the body's reaction to an infection yeah. that infection gets into the bloodstream starts affecting the organs um and if i'm not mistaken you know it's uh it, it's like the leading cause of death in any hospital um right. in the world it's wow. you know because whenever you hear somebody talking about how someone died of ammonia or the flu yep. it's actually sepsis that killed them it wasn't that you know sickness so um so that's that's her story, you know, and uh, um, it really changed me, you know, because it was that was 2015. I was just, you know, we were just starting to experience some some growth with Windy City, and uh, it reminded me, man, that that life is short, too short. And uh, I know Seneca says life is long, but what does that guy know? Um, <laughs> no, but uh, He's wrong, yeah. man. No, yeah. it, it is. It, it's short, and anything can happen at any time. So that did it transitioned me to what you know. I think I say this in the book. It transmit transitioned me to my CEO mentality, which is um, this is what we need to do, and if we want success, we need to do it now. Um, so yeah, I attribute a lot of that to to the, that situation because. So she drives you. Yeah, I mean, she's not the only thing that drives right. me, and I, I'm gonna be honest, I almost feel guilty, you know, saying that because yeah. you know it was my wife's sister, it was my, um, you know, my my parents-in-law's daughter, and and so. But what do we just talk about? Yeah, people change people's lives. Yeah, and and she did. Right? She you know with this definitely changed my life and i know that she she changed a lot of other lives uh you know 
That's an amazing story. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it's... Um, I know it's hard to tell. It is. But I think, <laughs> and I can tell that, but I think it's important for people, especially if you're going through the book and you understand how that kind of thing can drive people, can change people, and how important it really is, you know, to take um, every day as, let's say, as the present, right? Mm-hmm. And to take advantage of that and really do your very best to help as many people as you can yeah. and do as much as you can and serve other people. Absolutely. So I thought that was super valid and I, and I wanted to bring it up because I thought it was really touching and, and worth sharing. Yeah. Katie's worth sharing. No, and I, I appreciate yeah. that. And, and it's important to note that her parents have since um, started a, uh, a scholarship uh, nice. foundation for her. So, you know, in her name that uh, provides scholarships to... Um, X-ray technicians uh, in in the Wisconsin area, which is which is where she passed. Do you know the name of that one? The scholarship. Uh, it's called the Katie Miss Katie Chiskeen McQuestion Scholarship Fund, I believe. It's uh, kcmcq.com. Wow, awesome! Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a lot of information on there about the signs of sepsis, so you can identify it before it gets too, yeah. uh, you know. Too much something people don't probably think about a lot about no people don't think yeah. a lot about it at all i didn't know what it was until this until this happened um so it, there's just a lot of information on there that could save a life you know so it'd be worth your time to check it out i will well josh i want to wrap up with just finding out what's next for josh zola <laughs> you know this is an amazing start let me tell you what this is a great book everyone should reach out and get it how first of all where can they get this book at uh, it's available on Amazon. Okay, uh, we have the uh, Kindle version, uh, paperback, and hardcovers available. Yep. Uh, so they can great. go there. Yeah, Kindle, it, it works great. Yep. So, um, And then they can always go to the website, blueisthenewwhite.com. There's a lot of information there, access to our podcast and stuff like that. Do you want to so, talk about that a little bit? Oh, we can, sure. Yeah. Sure, yeah. So, real quick, tell us about, about the new podcast. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I had a podcast called The Perception Evolution Project uh, that kind of surrounded the trades. And uh, just recently, I was telling Sean, pivoted that last night, actually, to... Um, blue is the new white podcast it's Such it's yeah it's gonna it's gonna focus all around the uh the opportunities in the trades we're gonna interview some some trades people uh and not your stereotypical trades people you know um to try to change that perception a little bit of what it means to to have a career in the skilled trades man i can't wait i think it's gonna take off i hope so i, I think so yeah we'll not how what exactly <laughs> well that's awesome man um josh thank you Thanks for being on the no, show. Thank, thank you. you for sharing the story on your book and Katie and and I'm sure it will inspire a lot of people and I'm hoping it changes a lot of people's uh, mind or at least allows them to start thinking of trades in a in a different light. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, Absolutely. And I think it's I think we're right on the edge of, of making a shift in our culture where I think people are going to start looking at uh, trades as a, as a super viable option for them. I hope and so. Should I hope and so? Should. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I can't wait to see what happens with you next. And and uh, I sh everyone should go share this podcast. Click, download it. We're on YouTube. We're on uh, TuneIn. We're everywhere. <laughs> so go check it out. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Sean.